coming up on this episode of The Break Room. I would consider She-Hulk not in the Sacred Timeline. No, wrong. Daredevil not. I would consider Eternals Incorrect. not in the Sacred Timeline. Super wrong. I would say no, Eternals is. But Coy, the point is, is you're I'm wrong. I'm saying Let's that I don't. Jay's <laughs> yeah, with me on I'm this. with no. the... Welcome back to The Break Room, everybody. Hey. I'm Hector Navarro. Joining me today are two of my favorite fellows, Coy Jandro, Jay Washington. Guys, it is headlines today. Did the finale of Loki not only change the MCU, but also how the Marvel Studios system works? We're going to discuss it. First headline we're talking about, deadline article we're talking about. Uh, executive producer Kevin Wright was asked how Loki's choice at the end of that show, spoilers for season two, spoilers for season two, <laughs> would affect the rest of the MCU. Kevin hey. Wright said, go ahead, Jay. Hey, y'all gonna need to get a spoiler alert graphic around here. Yeah. We're gonna keep telling y'all to get a spoiler alert. What can I do? Look at this one. Is Absolutely. This one, this one? I don't know which one it is. I get just, a spoiler alert graphic. <laughs> I just feel like it sprung up on us because for you watching on YouTube right now, we did a uh, Twitch intro, and I feel like that usually gives us a little bit of buffer. We're getting right into it. So YouTube spoilers, YouTube spoilers. Kevin Wright, executive producer, said, I can't tell how other people will pick this up because we just haven't had those conversations. And then he added, there is going to be a stronger emphasis trying to make sure everyone is working from the same sheets, the same script. I think that is partially trying to get these writers on the Loki side who had been living in this world to maybe hopefully populate into other projects so they can help with that or just better conversations among producers internally. So, guys, let's discuss that. That was the quote that producer Evan really wanted to pull and talk about. Do you feel like Loki was the changer? Do you feel like an earlier project in Marvel Studios in the MCU was the thing that kind of got them to refocus? How do you guys feel about that? Loki's been one of like the most anticipated series to return. Yeah. Because every Disney Plus series originally when they dropped were all- Mini-series. Mini-series, mm -hmm. one-offs, yeah. right? Yeah. So when Loki season one ended and it said Loki will return in season two, we were all like, what? Shock. I think you can't just say it's just Loki. Right. I think the hype behind Loki, which is all well-deserved, is making us look like, oh, is this going to be the refocus? But you got to remember, this was shot so long ago. Right. This right. was shot so long ago. Right. So, and even with potential reshoots or whatever they yes. change, you know, in the process, I, I agree that this sort of initial idea of what season two, two was, be, was already done. Listen, the reason I brought up that question is, Koi, over to you for a sec. Like, I remember when there was a behind the scenes, this was a special feature now, but there's a clip of Elizabeth Olsen mm -hmm. when she's doing Multiverse of Madness and she's going, oh, I was surprised they made me the villain. And I was like, hey guys, do you see what we're doing over here in WandaVision? And that's a great little joke and that's a great little behind the scenes moment. And I don't know when Elizabeth Olsen, when in the process she said that. Was yeah. it when they were writing WandaVision? W WandaVision? Was, did she say that after they shot the whole damn thing? Was it when because, she got the script from Multiverse of Madness and went, you guys know we're doing WandaVision, right? Right, and it's like, that's where the questions came up from fans of like, whoa, 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 are you guys not communicating? So was it WandaVision into Multiverse of Madness that, that made this shift? Or do you think Loki is the thing that's now going to Well, I keep saying that, that Multiverse of Madness would have been an amazing what if, especially with how much they let Sam Raimi play. But sure. I also feel feel like the Wanda story is like an eight act story that skipped five, six, and seven. Like we went to the eighth act, mm. we missed, uh, like if it ended at act four of her journey in WandaVision, mm -hmm. we skipped at least a movie to get to the point in Multiverse of Madness. What I think is happening with Loki is they're realizing how much people want something to feel like a culmination. I think they're realizing how much people want something to have an impact. I think we see how important Loki is and how tight that show is. Mm -hmm. This is the first show in the history of Marvel Studios that didn't have additional photography. This was written. Right. And filmed and done. We did hear and that, I but here's the thing, but here's the thing, is that because the creative choices in Loki were so strong, 
Or is that because there was an actor strike? You know what I'm saying? Like, was that just a convenient, like, hey, we didn't have to do well, any you, reshoots? The like, show didn't feel like it needed anything. And I agree I think with that. It's a strength of, of pre-production. I think if you look at that show, yeah. the way it's Fair. written, the writing, the yeah. tightness of, like, it can't have a loose end because of the literal ends of the show. So I think that show shows, hey, we need a showrunner. Like, the WGA kind of like, but that, right. and I think hey, that that's going to help us. That helps. Yeah. But I do think Loki is the bar that they set for themselves mm. because of extraordinary circumstances. I don't think Falcon Winter Soldier can be blamed for the fact that it had a virus storyline. Right, I don't right, think right. WandaVision can be and blamed for being the first one out of the gate that had a yeah. sixth episode problem because I think they thought people would want the Marvel ending and then it turns out a lot of us didn't. I think Loki's right. the first one to have the benefit of knowledge. It is it is gifted with glorious purpose. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about this. And you, you know, you guys have insider knowledge, right? Jay is a fantastic working actor in the industry. Congratulations, thank Jay. You, thank you. Killing thank the you. game. Thank but you. it's this notion, like, Koi, you just reminded me that, like, the Marvel process for Marvel Studios has found some of its greatest successes with a real like off-the-cuff approach. Mm -hmm. When you go back to the first Iron Man yeah. and you hear about how much that movie was improvised, yeah. you can kind of look at Marvel Studios and go, I don't blame you guys for, for kind of going into each movie with that same mindset. But you remember, like, that's not Marvel Studios. That's Paramount. Well, the, technically that is... Marvel in that in its earliest incarnation before it was bought by Disney. Yeah, for and, sure. and that's that's Ike Perlmutter. That's still Ike Perlmutter, right? Who would have never given us a Black Widow movie? We know right, this, mm -hmm. right, right, right. So I, I get what you're saying, but then there was this there was this shift. Oh, absolutely. And I'm saying that that approach, you know, Coy's bringing up like Loki's coming in, and it's the first mm -hmm. one that feels like it's a television serialized. No, thing, I agree with that. Right, and it's like that's I think what what woke everybody up. They were going into Wandavision. They're going into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. With the mentality of we're making a six-hour-long movie, movie yeah. we're making it's, you know, to a it's a little improvised. Like it's a little, and that you can't do that for even for a TV episodic thing. I think we. I was just I was just telling someone about this. I was in a text conversation with them, and I say this often: we are at fault for this. And when I say we, I mean the consumers. Yeah. Because when we keep <laughs> running back and rewatching these things over and over and over again, we're basically telling Marvel Studios is analytics. People want to see this, mm. right? We don't under. I think people take for granted how many times you watch something, how much effect it actually has, especially when we're talking about streaming numbers in this day and age. Have you watched the Marvel shows? Huh? I've never rewatched the Marvel show. Do you watch the Marvel yeah. shows? Mm -hmm. I I have, but my excuse is that I watch the show to do like YouTube reactions first. And then I rewatch it enjoy with my it. partner, significant yeah. other. Yeah. Loki's yeah. the first one I'm gonna rewatch because I, I feel like it was it was tainted by having a camera in my face. Whereas yeah. like I can't wait to watch that and experience it myself as yeah, opposed yeah. to like here's yeah. me making faces. Right, no, I right, put right. them on. I've put them on a couple times. I mean, yeah, like you put on the movies. I wanted to see if I could do that because mm. there have been mm -hmm. times you put on. We all have put on the movies in the background. Sure. You know, like look, if you have regular cable, Avengers Endgame is on TNT every three right, days. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> so and it's it, that's a great highlight reel of a movie. You can leave that on. You just and, leave it on. Little yeah. scenes are great. But there are times I have rewatched it now. And in general, though, when you take those initial numbers, when you go back to WandaVision, for instance, it had COVID is a big thing that we're still playing catch up from. Yeah. Let me make sure I say this because everything got jumbled around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. WandaVision was not supposed to drop as early. It was supposed to be Falcon mm -hmm. and Winter Soldier. They had to rewrite everything because of an actual pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The thing is, though, remember, WandaVision crashed the servers. Right, <laughs> right, right. It crashed the certain when it crashed the servers that told Marvel Studios and Disney we're doing everything right. We're doing everything right. 
as opposed and to. And I maintain yeah. WandaVision a five six perfect show. Like I think no, WandaVision no, 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 no. Yeah, is right I'm not there behind Loki. I just think it needed the showrunner to. Oh, it, it needed it, a show. A, yes, I, 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 and, I, and the conversation I think we're having is like whatever was right for WandaVision. Yeah. That project doesn't necessarily mean that approach is going to be right for absolutely. Every and that's a little bit of what I'm worried about here with this quote is I well, do think they need an overarching uh, mm, conversation. Sure. But I don't think that the tone of Loki would fit the yeah, tone of like absolutely Spider-Man. not. Because y'all see that article that was like. Marvel's crashing and burning. What they need to do is just make more stuff like Loki. And I'm like, and no, I'm no, like, comics don't. are a spinner rack of different tones yeah. for a reason. Just like don't Deadpool just, being rated R right. doesn't mean that Spider-Man Don't just do Loki up. again. Yeah, don't everybody got to stop those articles, and of course they're not going to stop because they're great <laughs> clickbait, <laughs> clickbait material. Variety's really figured it out. Oh, man. Because <laughs> this whole Marvel's crashing and burning, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. You need to take into account, again, yes, we know the Marvels was a box office flop, but sure. that also takes into account a strike. Right, I know. That doesn't allow, you know, Depending on how we personally feel, Koi Jans wrote. I felt it. I felt it. Did okay with that actor who's been promoted? It has, like a, it has a diehard fan base. Oh, the Marvels doesn't. Are you saying 34 movies in, they don't have a fan base? The Marvels already. Look, Kamala Khan's story. Successful show. Kamala Khan, no, we, we can do no. this. We can do this. Yeah, because here's the argument if it wasn't important to actors doing promotion on big, high-profile, high-visibility places like the fucking Tonight Show, mm-hmm. then they wouldn't be booking Iman Vellani and Tiana Paris to do those shows next week, the week. Oh, they would have done it. it they would have like, let it go. It, it, they would have let it go. Huge. I do think sure. it's, a, it's, a, it's a bogey. Like, I do think yeah. it hurt them. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it would do the numbers they needed it to do, even if they were out there. Like, okay. I, I think that what do you, what Iman the Vellani is charm incarnate, and I think that mm-hmm. would have been an extra $30 million. Let me ask this question. What are the numbers it needed to do for you? For me, seven. But for the movie to make a profit, $200 million. <laughs> okay. Two hundred million out the gate, or two hundred million total. Two hundred million out the gate because it cost two fifty plus marketing would have been another two fifty. So five hundred. No, million this is what you got to remember. This marketing isn't two fifty for sure. It's not now. This this marketing is nowhere but near two fifty. If we're including the actors, like we, that, I thought that was the, the yeah. hypothetical. It would have hypothetically needed two hundred. I don't think it would have did. I needed two for. I mean, it had done an international tour, of course. But what I'm saying is, when you come back to different movies like Miss Marvel, you've had to want to watch that. Mm-hmm. That's a Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. It's got to. The I think what I'm trying to say is we're trying to see if Mar- people are trying to see if Marvel needs to have two different categories, an MCU TV mm-hmm. and an MCU film. The problem is Marvel's like this is one giant timeline, and there's so and they, much. They may be different, right? There's so much, and nothing is gonna. We always talk about the Marvel the Marvel formula with a fit, with a movie. You know what the Marvel formula is. Yeah. But when something breaks it, you're like, wait, what? And I and I think, Corey, I feel like you, I saw you having this conversation online the past couple days where it's when like. When has it he had this conversation? Well, <laughs> should exactly. be talking to anybody online. That's a if, it's not, if it's not you, I can't think of who else could be having this conversation. But, but, the, but the conversation of like, should the MCU TV Disney Plus things be introducing characters that then are going to line up into movies and have and you know you and you're going to you're going to need that expectation right. of like did you see WandaVision did you see Miss Marvel or should the TV shows be expanding on characters already established in the movies kind of like what Loki did kind of you know that sort of thing to help this like the 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 easygoing approach for regular audiences to be like oh I want to go see this movie because I saw the trailer for this movie mm-hmm. and I saw the previous movie I think the show should act as a mini series like comic do comic series mm-hmm. you don't have to read the mini series but it enhances the mainstream series right. if they're Th- kind of like Falcon and Winter Soldier 100%. did that in between the big movies yes. here's the st- with and the, when we with meet these characters yeah the Sam Wilson Captain America in cap 4 yes. I assume there'll be backstory just like the opening of the Marvel oh, for, sure. for sure for sure yes. they're not gonna go like ah, I figured out they're gonna for give sure. us context but I think it should enhance the origin yeah. but mm-hmm. I personally 
personally think that if they've established that it's one universe, they should act like it's one universe. Therefore, yeah. the Multiverse of Madness was a big issue for me because it didn't act like it shared any DNA with one right. or what if, which and, implied and, it did. And going back to what this quote is, because I kind of want to pick this apart a little bit. It's Kevin Wright is the producer's name, right? He was saying that, like, I can't tell you what other people have done after our Loki because we haven't had those conversations. Mm -hmm. That seems kind of normal to me. And then he goes, there's going to be a stronger emphasis trying to make sure that everyone is working from the same sheets, the same script. I think that's partially trying to get these writers on the Loki side who have been living in this world to maybe hopefully populate. This is just an executive producer being like, I want my writers to continue to be employed. Which is nothing wrong with right, that Right, that, no that feels kind of normal. I think, again, we're talking about this larger MCU story. Okay because this Marvel Cinematic Universe is built out to be this massive thing. Yeah. And we need these, we all are like, these pieces have to connect. Yeah. The problem is, many people are still holding on to the same formula, if you will, mm -hmm. from phases one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. mm. Phases one, two, and three built up all of this this way, mm -hmm. right? So we and got then event and then and then event and then yeah it was it was a roller coaster that's yes. linear this isn't linear this isn't linear mm. and again I still I have that little theory that people keep saying why do you say it? that it, this is not linear on purpose yeah I still think so yeah I've I thought so since they basically introduced different feels after phase three yeah that's the opportunity to go oh, it's crazy and then I just think people are impatient and I also think it's yeah. impatience on top of delay like I think that it's we, a bit of both yeah. we would have had two yeah. movies next year to explain yes. it but now those movies are probably come out in two and a half three years. So I think that it's going to be really yeah, hard. I agree. I think that I think you know go back going back to comparing the different phases. It's like when you had the setup in 2015 of Steve Rogers tweaking Mjolnir. Yeah. The payoff of that was only four years later yeah. in 2019, where he lifts Mjolnir in Endgame. Mm -hmm. When you have certain setup for movies that have come out in like 2021, 2022, with little character tags and little things, we're now two or so years later going into next year, going into the year after that. And it's like, when are we going to see Hercules, Eros, you know, the big celestial. People are also more impatient. That's, that's true. That's true. But I do think that Marvel Marvel Studios, that's probably been my biggest frustration or biggest piece of criticism for Phase 4, and I adore Phase 4, is that they're taking so, they're taking so much time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the multiverse saga is going to be three phases. Well, the Infinity Saga was also three phases. Mm -hmm. But it feels like even with a smaller truncated, we're gonna get through phases four, five, and six sooner. There's so many projects spread out that it feels as though it's taking what longer it to get to some of these, you know, payoffs and things. But when I look at the rewatchability, when I rewatch Ms. Marvel and knowing that it t tags the Marvels, and then I can just pop on the Marvels now that it exists and it's out in the world, mm -hmm. I feel like that's great payoff. Because when you go back to Captain Marvel, you go to WandaVision, and and uh, uh, Monica is pissed because Carol was gone. That came out in 2021. Right. And now two years later, we get the payoff of that. And I and then WandaVision was coming out. I wanted to see that. I but wanted to see her confront Carol. That was supposed to come out sooner, too. Exactly. I need people to also remember exactly. that. I think a bigger issue is, again, when you have this, everybody spread out over this amount of time. Yeah. The Marvels was supposed to have been come out. Yeah. yeah. And think about it. If WandaVision was delayed and the Marvels came out earlier, we're talking a year and a half. We're talking I a year know, and a half. I know. We're talking back to back to back. Everything and that plan works. would have worked much more cohesively. And I also yeah. think we can't, I, I love, Marvel's given me way more happiness than upset. And, yes, and I that's think right. that people perfect. forget that because of, of recency. And a lot of the things that have come out in the last two years have been the biggest effect by the real world. We can't help the strike. Right. We can't yep, help right, right. The, uh, the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yep, we right. can't help the fact that there was a big change in, in like leadership. Yeah. But I think that people don't, 
realize all that if they're not in the core of the industry. Like if people, right. people that just watch movies aren't gonna know who Ike yeah. Fulmutter is. They're also right. not fair. gonna know that like reshoots aren't as like commonly six months like we're getting for Cap 4. But yeah, I, I, sure. I also <laughs> think, well I just feel bad for, for Sam Wilson's Captain America because like first they had the real life ramifications yep. in, in that yeah. and now show, you know that yeah. movie's getting delayed a full year so I feel like yeah. that Because journey, of real life ramifications. And that's what scares me is, is people aren't gonna realize um, the variables that are out of Marvel's control because it's right. easy to blame Marvel. So right. that, the sure. reason I want to keep criticism to in movie is because I think that's the only th fair thing to judge. The things they can control. Exactly, like right. what they put out. And so, that's why I have some animosity towards Multiverse of Madness because they should have mm. had like, hey, just check out WandaVision. Like that, and that's what they're describing here is I think that it's mm. fair to want them to just look at another property. Not, mm -hmm. hey, this took two years, it should have taken one. That's Speaking of right. properties and then characters, when you say how to introduce them. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue I have with just putting them into the movies and then giving them the series. Okay. You run into this problem with saying, oh, it's too jumbled. Who is this person? Who is that person? Now, yes, yeah, sometimes a quick little, hey, hi, I'm Kamala Khan. You know, like, mm -hmm. oh, is that? And then she moves into a movie, different thing. But I think you have so many of those because of everybody they've tried to introduce. Right. The Phase right. 4 has introduced so many I people. Know. I know. So many people that the only way that kind of made sense is the way that they did it. Now, was the execution flawless? Not by any means. But I think that way had to work. I know. Because, okay, you got the Eternals. You introduced 12 people mm -hmm. in one movie. Mm -hmm. 12. Ten, mm -hmm. 10 Eternals and some extra characters that are also cool. <laughs> <laughs> that are also cool. That's great. You know, so you have all these different things. You get Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. mean. Two people. Yeah. Two people. Just mm -hmm. three well, of man thing. thing. Man thing's a person. So you better, you better get to You part put some respect name. on Ted's name. Touche. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And we know that's going into something else that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but, and that's another thing too. Those of us who are familiar with the comic book series that these characters yeah, go to. we see the potential. We see the potential. Know, and know, we can't unknow that. We can't go like, what is it like to not know comics? Because we just, we do the data. But most people, who, like the majority of fans who watch us here are comic book fans, are sure. movie fans, or TV fans. But people who just watch movies have no idea, okay, they did a werewolf movie and this girl Elsa Bloodline. Okay, okay, what is that? They did Moon Knight. What they is he going to pop what up again? Right. What's Moon Knight about? What, what's Moon Knight or about? Where's Shang-Chi been? It's been two yeah. years. Yeah, you like, what is all? been like the guy people are clamoring for, but he hasn't had an opportunity to come back because narratively, I don't think these fit in. He doesn't fit in anything. Mm. The only, it, there was one movie he would have fit in. It's only one. Which one? Quantumania. Uh, in the quantum realm? No, because in the beginning. Because of the rings? No. Because of, oh, because San Fran. San Francisco. Oh, you got to think about the geography. Geographically. Well, listen. Well, listen. <laughs> Let's go into our next topic, which is all still related, which is we've got news, apparently, that writer Michael Waldron, who did Multiverse of Madness, and I think he also worked on Loki, right? He was like the showrunner, whatever, mm -hmm. head writer of head season, season two. Head writer season one. He was writer. He was in two. He was in two. He was in two. Um... Uh, is now going to be working on... We knew that he was working on Secret Wars, but now he's apparently, according to Kevin Wright, also working on Kang Dynasty. This comes after a quote from Joanna Robinson. She was the author of the MCU Reign of Marvel Studios book. And I'm assuming she had access, and so I'm assuming this is legit, but mm -hmm. I don't know because she's not a Marvel Studios executive or employee, but she's a person who studies Marvel Studios and wrote a book about it and had access. She said that Quantumania writer Jeff Loveness, who was originally uh, writing Kang Dynasty, Avengers Kang Dynasty, has been removed. But I guess the reasoning is because Marvel is moving away from Kang. So I have two things I want to discuss. First is the Michael Waldron thing. Secondly, it's this notion of, is Marvel moving away from Kang? Which I feel like, I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper, comic book fans could have told you, yeah, 
That's the plan. That was the plan. Because only because I, I, we can move to the second topic first. We can get back to Mo, Michael Waldron, but I want to talk about the second topic for a second here, which is that like entertainment, you know, reporting variety and whatnot. Mm. They're saying like apparently they might bring in Doctor Doom to Secret Wars, and again, comic book fans are like. Yeah. yeah, that's the point what? of Secret Wars. Guys, the they plan. might bring the Avengers back. I don't listen. I'm not. I don't. I don't know be, if you know this. Okay, <laughs> I'm hearing. I don't want. Again, I don't want to be okay. snobby and gatekeeping, and I don't want to like rag on entertainment reporters doing their due diligence and doing their job. But I feel. I feel as the re- the reporting is coming out as though this is fresh, and this is because Kang isn't hitting with audiences. Where again, going back to the comic books, the original Secret Wars concept and the 2015 comic that came out mm-hmm. revolve around. Victor Von Doom. My only issue is that they're treating it as reactionary. If they phrase that's it, what I'm that, saying. And, that's and, what I'm that's saying. That's my issue. Is, that's the, that's that's the thing issue. I have with the article okay. is they they had an article that spanned three years and they listed every single negative and then they sure. throw in a sentence of like, but I wouldn't cut them out yet, and then moved on to another negative thing. Right, right, right. So to me, the only issue isn't isn't the fact that they're saying it. It's it's how they're phrasing things. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, I'm agreeing with you. But the yeah. context of it is. Guys, if you even type in the word Secret Wars, right. <laughs> Dr. Doom comes up. So it seems, it seems like they're uh, intentionally omitting logic. But here's why, and this is from the fans' perspective, sure. which we hear online, all three of us have heard this. Yeah. But Kevin Feige said the big bad was going to be Kang. He's not going to tell you right, it is right, going right. to be Doom. Right. Uh, Marvel also officially said that the bad guys in Spider-Man Far From Home were the Elementals. They're trying to keep some secrets They, they have to do... They're not going to tell you Mysterio's the bad guy. I the point people, of that movie, right. he was a good guy. Checked I need everybody. people to stop wanting to have everything <laughs> spoon-fed to them. And a just, little. Look, a little, yeah. I understand the quality of these different movies and TV yeah. shows. I think the three of us can agree with it. We all want good quality all the way through. And I understand the criticism people have been saying where they're like, well, don't rush Doctor Doom. Right, build out. That's that why character. they're building up Kang so that when he takes out, when Doom takes him out, he's automatically OP. Like he's the automatically point, right, the Doom. Right, right, the point right, of the right, thing right, is, you, right, if, right. you do seven years or not five years of Kang, right. then when Doom takes him out, you're like this guy. Is this Doom right? He's immediately Vader. Because right. a lot of people right. were like, people who are comic book readers were going, but Kang isn't like a giant, giant threat. It was like, like he's a threat. Yeah, yeah we know. But it's not but called it, the Kang. Saga. No. It's called the Multiverse, Multiverse Saga. saga. And the Kang Dynasty reason. is a wonderful story you can tell that allows for an actor of Jonathan Major's caliber to sure. do everything to build up this character sure, sure, sure. so that when Doom takes him out, you're sure. like, wow. Yeah. But I, I think that it can be treated as reactionary now with you don't have that, that knowledge. But it, it, the issue is how people are perceiving these movies versus yes. how they're actually being mapped. Yes. So I want to go back to, you know, Jay, we were talking about this, I think, before we started rolling here, which is the news that Jeff Loveness is out and Michael Waldron is in, mm. in, and the reporting being, well, they're moving away from Kang, and everyone going, well, then if it's a Jonathan Majors issue, just recast Jonathan Majors, or you know, that it seems silly that that's the reasoning. Full disclosure, I'm friends with Jeff Loveness. I enjoyed Quantumania. I know people didn't enjoy it, and I was also full disclosure very excited by. Jeff's early kind of like when he was doing promotion for Ant-Man yeah. and people were asking about Kang Dynasty and he's like, I can't say, you know, I can't confirm this or the other, but just him as a writer and as a fan was asked, what would you potentially be excited about? And he said, I, he goes, I can't wait to write Namor, man. He's excited about Namor. I really love that character uh, from Wakanda Forever. So full disclosure, I'm like, I'm still hoping that Namor is in the damn thing. Yeah. So that, you know, and I'm rooting for Jeff and I, and I think that he did a great job, but I understand people didn't like that movie. But you were saying, Jay... This news is not really about they're moving away from Kang. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's the whole thing. We it was we knew that was going to happen. Number one, mm. there ch- you can change again. We just said it. You can easily go to Doom. Right. 
you can easily go the the doom thing is there it's been there yeah and it's like oh they're moving away from kang so that means they just speed up victor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. victor just pops up in a post-credit scene because you don't even have to cast the actor yet in case you all don't know all you have to do <laughs> is have a dude in a green tunic and a metal mask turn around in a chair like dr claw and inspector gadget <laughs> that is it <laughs> That Just is going all. next time, Avengers. Just, yeah. <laughs> but also, if it's the Jonathan Majors thing, yeah. they've already had their fail safes in place. Mm. Again, a studio this massive. Right. They're, is, they're just going to recast the character. And he's not lasting any. Listen, yeah. I know y'all want this. I hate for us to be the bearers of bad news. He's not staying all the way through anyway. Right. He's gone. He's gone. Doom is going to come in and murk all of them. And then. <laughs> Yeah. It's him. Yeah, even the, you're just saying even the character itself, Kang the Conqueror, is not the long-lasting no. character like a, like a Magneto or a Loki or a Doctor Doom. No. He stays in the Marvel game for a really long time. Yeah, but I do think that the Kang Dynasty will establish him as a very like powerful character. It will, been, will for sure. It's been established as powerful, and I think he does get his moment. I think he gets for his, sure. He gets a Thanos movie as much as Thanos did. He won't get a two-parter like Thanos did, but there he'll get go. his Infinity War. No and one's I, and like I, Thanos. Because I mean, it's, it's come on. But I do think he gets his Infinity War, and I think the end of of King Dynasty was supposed to be, oh my God, in a movie with the title character being taken out, that's how powerful yeah, that, right. exactly. From the beginning, exactly. Right. the we idea of yeah, the dynasty that. that Kang leaves behind is that Doom is more powerful. I've always seen Kang, and I think the beauty of what it would have been was it would be a one-two part in the same year movie. Originally, they announced Kang right. Dynasty three months later, Secret Wars. Wars. Which I is, think yeah. the cliffhanger was supposed to be, Doom. oh my God, Doom just took out Kang. And now and he's, then, he's sort of Doom God, and now we're doing a And then three months later, we get this incredible 20. 15 and Battle World, you know, I think, is going to be introduced in Deadpool 3. Everything yeah, is right yeah. around the corner. Right. But I, I'm my concern is all of this being revealed by reading yes, a comic yes. and them having to pivot because of variety, because of reactionary fans, because of I do worry that they're going to be yeah. changing stuff because of bad word of mouth. Like Marvel's yeah. not doing yeah, as well yeah, as yeah. per. That's Fox what happened on. with Star Wars, yeah. right? Last Jedi came out, and apparently the rumors are Bob Iger was like, "What people are complaining about this on Reddit." Give the redditors what they want, and that made Rise of Skywalker feel Pretty like color by numbers. Exactly, exactly. They but, wrote the movie, and that's the, my only concern is we do yeah. have uh, something as big as, as Disney. Like it, it yes. is control. Like uh, they own it Marvel needs, Studios, and that's why I said I need to make two hundred million internationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is because to make two hundred million dollars internationally, you do need that 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 press, but also the fact that it made less than half what it needed to make domestically is my concern for the brand. Like my concern is there's so much word of mouth that's negative. It's making Marvel Studios more vulnerable to, to, the, change. to the change. That's my concern. Well, I want to go back to talking. We were talking about loveness off of Kang, but now we want to talk about how Michael Waldron is, according to Kevin Wright, working on Kang and Secret Wars. I mean, is this something again? Are like, are we surprised by this? Do we feel like it's because Loki was so good that that they went, you gotta come you, in and you just said it earlier. Yeah, you said it earlier. The stories connect. Yeah, you have yeah. that one person who can connect the stories between the two. Yeah. It's 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 easy. I don't think we should overthink that part. Sure. If he's working on both, it's not just because of what Loki is. It's okay. He knows how to weave this story together mm -hmm. and have this. It's a consistent flow between movies as well. Because mm -hmm. yes, the flow for Secret Wars is going to change a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that it's going to change. But to have Waldron starting to write on it, he can control the tone in the words. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I also think there's an element of 
we know too much. Uh, I, I think that mm-hmm. yeah, we do like, know too much. Yeah. Well, well, we do, but also we know way we too. We do because we know too much as like you know people in the industry and and people that have been studying this far too deeply. But but just the public knows too much because Phase One, if you'd heard how improv based Iron Man was, right. it would have been spun as negative. By Phase yes. Three, yes. if they had heard that they hadn't filmed the Iron Man finale until they filmed it like down the street, street after, the, after the premiere, everyone would have freaked out. Yeah. But that said. I do think that Joss Whedon, uh, you know, is at DC now, and one of the things he said during Guardians was like, "Yeah, I wrote I mean, the Infinite." James sorry, Gunn. James Gunn. So sorry. Dear I was, I was like, "What?" Nice. Joss Whedon's running DC. No, he's not. It just happened. He's very no, much not. Uh, but we we all assumed Joss Whedon because of Avengers, uh, what had been more integral to the Infinity Gauntlet, which yes. is where my head was. Apologies. Okay, okay. James Gunn, we heard during Guardians press, was like, "Yeah, I wrote that in an afternoon about which which stones and like the whole Infinity sure, Gauntlet sure, saga." Sure. Right. It's we, very improv. Like, well, right. But it's also very much writers that we didn't realize were so attached to certain properties because their name isn't the shining beacon on it. So mm-hmm. Michael Waldron has probably always been part of this five-person brain trust, but because mm-hmm. we now mo- know too much, this is treated like a headline, yeah. whereas it's like, right. guys, we need to have yeah, all these love people this collaborate. Is Michael yeah. Waldron is in. Instead, it's know. like they all need to collaborate to make this I, cohesive thing. I also want to mention, too, like when when um, I think Loki was coming out and I did press for it, I did interviews for it, and I talked to Waldron and I said, hey, my friend Jeff Loveness is writing Ant-Man. Like, what's the process like? Are you guys talking? Because Loki, you know, with mm-hmm. with he who yeah. remains going into Quantumania, and I remember him telling me, Waldron telling me, like, yeah, we've we've talked. We do, he's a buddy of mine, and we're chatting. I don't know how official that is to the sort of Marvel Studios process, right. or yeah. if that's just like, no, dude, they hired two dudes from Rick and Morty who yep. are friends specifically because they're hiring him for this, you know, and that's how it should stuff. be. Right. We need to go to the Evan Cubby Hall. Evan Cubby Hall. Evan, we Evan Cubby Hall. Um, that is a good um, transition to this question, too. Like, do you think from HBO 13, do you think the writers of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, like these big event films, do you think they get more information than anyone else does? Of course. They have stuff? to imagine. They have to. So in, there's in, more communication. In, listen, in the same yeah. way that, like, uh, you know, Marcus and McFeely, who were doing Infinity War Endgame, we're probably getting information of like, what's Taika Waititi doing on Thor right. Ragnarok? Yeah. Great, we'll lead him into, you know, yeah. what's yeah. James Gunn doing for Guardians 2? Oh, cool, we'll lead that into like. And, and the through line from Winter Soldier to Civil War to Infinity War and Endgame, Endgame is much more linear yes. than say the Thor pipeline. So sure. I think yes, the, I, I'd say the Waldron Loveness pipeline is probably more linear than say the Taika Love and Thunder. Like there are right, certain right, right. strong, right. there's arteries versus blood vessels. Like, you yes. know what I mean? There, there are, yeah. Important trajectories within this crazy. Right. In, in going into the Avengers thing, I, I, I'm hoping that, for example, She-Hulk is going to appear in those projects. But will it, that, you know, scene or scenes have the same tone as her show? I also hope not because her show wouldn't is, make sense. Totally. It wouldn't make sense totally. Which is but why they, I think of different multiverses. That, I, that's what I keep saying. What? Wait. I think, say that, I think again? that different characters are not in the same universe. Or they're not. Clarify that. What do you mean? First of all, I, I think so, some, in my opinion, use, some use of the characters, pronouns, different characters. Some who? of the characters we've already met are not in the same not universe. Our, are not in, our prime universe. In, so the, list them. Kevin, Which ones? Kevin says six one six. I still think it's one nine nine nine. Sure, but, I but we'll call it sacred timeline. Sacred yeah, timeline. I was not in the sacred timeline. She Hulk not in the sacred timeline. No, wrong. Daredevil would, not. I would consider Eternals incorrect. Not in the sacred timeline. Super wrong. I would say no. Eternals is. Eternals is because I think that's of, why the Celestials haven't been mentioned. That was I th- only mentioned in Shield. It's nope. only it's because of Captain America. That's how because that, they're supposed to be one of the plot points is they're mining Tiamat for an, a special mineral, uh-huh. which is going to be the house that they live in. The Avengers are going to live in, and, and by the time we get to Kang, they find out it's adamantium. So that'll be or Mysterium because Mysterium's in the comics a ton right now. I know, but I think but it might adamantium is going to introduce Wolverine. It, 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 it helps. But Coy, the point is, is you're I'm wrong. Let's move on to the next. 
Jay's with me on I'm this. With no. So, I, also, Secret Invasion is another universe. Also, no. same universe. Hawkeye ending at the tree same and Spider-Man ending at the tree, tree and then not having any crossover, that those is definitely two, two, two different, different universes. Boy, do we need to explain to you how the progress of time works? I think time and time space time is before the other. Time and space. I've said this, saying, I've said this consistently. Because, hang on a minute. Coy, are you saying because Spider-Man Peter Parker sees a Christmas tree that is only existing on that one that has That has not been affected by the events of Hawkeye? That it's a different universe? Okay, a better example is Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty is copper sometimes. Yeah. uh, uh, Blue or whatever, the the copperization, the the oxidization. Yeah, because it gets copperized. In Spider-Man: No Way Home, mm-hmm. you so do realize anything that so took place Hector, before that is green. Hector, anything you know after better. that's the pro- it's you the know, progress of you time, know, gentlemen. You know, I don't. It's not just time. Jay, didn't you say when earlier it, you're overthinking it? Jay, I think Jay. <laughs> I think we'll find out. No, These because are collide in Kang Dynasty. Insane. Because no, when it, how what, ridiculous would it be? That's what Deadpool three is incursions. But also you got to remember this: multiverses, various universes, the parallel universe theory states that our universes can be the exact same minus one detail. Yeah, Hawkeye's family's missing a baseball glove in one universe. But otherwise, it's the same universe. So, I get it. which will apply to Koi's theory? <laughs> no. It literally, you literally just did Koi's theory of the Spider-Man. Hey guys, bar- hey you guys, I'm just, Spider-Man from a universe where Hawkeye didn't happen because the Christmas tree was unaffected. I think it'll just be a visual no example. The visual oh, example. They've been different universes since Endgame. I guys, let us know in the comments how wrong Koi is. Snap, that glove was snapped four different times. If you don't think that had an effect on things, I then you separated Rocket Raccoon. Yes, it did. Rocket Raccoon the, says the effect is we've seen the biggest surge of cosmic energy we've ever but seen. But that was only once. Yeah. Remember, Rocket said that after one and snap, it, and there was another, then he snapped again to get rid of the stones. And then Iron Man snapped, caused no, a lot. No, no. Then Hulk snapped to bring everybody back. Then Tony snapped. To kill Thanos, that is four different snaps. They broke reality. That lo- that fourth snap was a localized snap, Jay. What the fuck? Reality. It was a localized snap. <laughs> Iron Man had to really control. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to It's just a little bunt to the snap. Because if he tried to swing hard, he would have been obliterated. He's a normal person. I do think it was right? a, a less causality. But it doesn't change the fact that that much radiation. What, have you went through it. Yeah. Have you guys ever n- never thought about what Tony Stark wished for when he snapped? You guys never thought about it? What do you think he possibly could have said to get the result that he got? He just wanted to get rid of Thanos and all this. And Thanos is, yeah, so it's the people that Thanos is with and go back to. Remember, even Bruce's snap was was controlled. Remember, they told him, just bring everybody back. Absolutely. Thanos' snap was, I want to get rid of half of all life everywhere. And he can handle oh, sure, it because sure, of sure. the deity he is. Because of the deity he Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And he did that twice, and then Thor, and then Hulk did one similar, but kind of... Bigger than Tony's, you know, and Tony's was the smallest. That's still, that's still two giant, one medium, one guys, small. Guys, you guys giant, are get, you're getting distracted universes. from the pack. The pack different universes. And we're going to find out in that Deadpool. We're going to find out in Deadpool. I'm telling you. Alright, well, hey, tune in July 6th. Also, what do you think just happened at the end of the Marvels? Monica is in another universe. Absolutely, and that's clearly stated. But everything else that happens in that movie is still sacred timeline. Yeah, right? but I'm, I'm not saying. But I'm not saying, saying that other universes out of the like universe. The end of the Marvels. Yeah. We have met them already. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying there are characters like spoilers for the Marvels. The character we saw at the end of the Marvels is not the first character we've met outside the sacred. No. Timeline. Of course not. What are you? What are you so saying? So we're saying the same thing. Bro, no, no you're watch not. this. You're this saying is how, the movie nope. Eternals no, isn't set in the this. MCU. Watch this. I think the movie Eternals. We, we is all set seen. In a spoiler alert. Line. We've seen the Marvels. Insane. If you haven't seen, if you seen the Marvels, <laughs> you haven't seen the Marvels. Cover your goddamn ears. Here's the spoiler alert. Binary shows up at the end yeah. of the Marvels. Yeah. Binary is Maria Rambeau, who is Monica's mama, who is dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also, what else was Maria Rambeau? She Captain was Marvel. Captain Marvel in, in Multiverse of Madness. So you can't. 
which is in another universe. Yeah, but right. that movie talks about them, so it's yeah. telling you we've been watching various universes in different no. times. And that's what I'm saying. The Basically, the proof. universe that's in Multiverse of Madness isn't the first time we've seen another set of, of these folk, which is why I think Shield, in my opinion, also Eternals. But I could see that being. She's gonna come back and she'll break the fourth wall, but it's not gonna be that same tone as what it was right, in the exactly. MCU series. But guys, you guys know your comic book readers. You guys know that doesn't mean it's a different universe because. In Marvel Comics, here's the beauty of Marvel Comics. Wilson Fisk, who shows up in a Frank Miller run of Daredevil Comics. Sure. Kingpin, mm -hmm. right? In that Frank Miller in Universe Comics 616, yes. yeah, we know as 616, is going to be the same Wilson Fisk Kingpin who shows up in a comic decades later called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. That yes. comic book is intended for children. Mm -hmm. right. So Kingpin is not destroying men's heads in a car seat in that comic book. It makes sense, right. right? But just because it's a different tone doesn't mean it's a different universe. It's the same universe. But it's I'm saying setting up stakes. Universe. I think for the sake of stakes, it makes sense to set up more universes and then reveal they're different more than just the tonality. I don't think it's just tonality. Coy, you're sacrificing understandability for stakes when stakes are already high. You know, it would be Hector, so Hector. confusing. Guys, guys, guys. We are starting a riot on this desk. Speaking of. Speaking of riot, <laughs> check out NerdRiot.shop. <laughs> if, if you will. Check out NerdRiot.shop for a ton of great merch to celebrate some of the recent Marvel releases. There's a brand new Loki shirt that we're going to put up there to celebrate the finale. Show the shirt. The God of Stories, uh, which was done by our producer John. We heard. Ooh, what? Wait, yeah. he drew that? Yeah, John, John drew that. John, it's, it's John, fire. John Costa. John at least had the idea for it. Oh, oh never mind. Okay. Well, take like, the rest of it back. And well, then he outsourced. He outsourced. He jobs to that. Create a producer. Create literally. And also, we got a dope looking for those who love the kitty kitty. We got a dope flirking shirt. Look uh, at that. Oh, oh look at your flirking. The tentacles coming out. That's we'll be before they eat your whole house and like home. eating squid. <laughs> Meownica Rambo. What were the great. name? Meow, uh, what did you say? Meownica Rambo. Don't you ever say that again. Carol Danvers. <laughs> Danvers. Oh, and, uh, and, and, Kamala Khan. I like that. I That's hate really the good. both of y'all. Look, grab a team of Nerd Ride is a great way to support the break room, which we love for you all to do. And you get to click in, click the link in the description, excuse me, to head over to nerdride.shop. They just caught me off guard with this. All right. <laughs> Since we're talking about other universes, because we've been going through this. Speaking of other universes, this will be really telling. Daredevil. Daredevil, which is definitely a separate universe from everything else we've established so far. Uh, no, the Loki directors, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who, full disclosure, Coy, you're pals with them. Love those guys. Good dudes, good dudes. Um, they're getting more involved with the MCU, right? Now we know that they are going to be taking over for Daredevil Born Again. Mm -hmm. And this news just came out because they're doing a, an interview with The Wrap. I'm assuming they're promoting Loki season two. They were asked about it, and they said, it is day zero. We're currently just consuming Daredevil content, not just the Netflix show, but all the possible material. We're just making our stew of information nice and Thick. Speaking of thick, thick, I'm here, guys, if you need a Barracuda for the, for the show. <laughs> barracuda is in the comics. I'm yeah. just saying you need oh. a... Oh. I thought you were just... Metaphorically a Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying as you... An as an entity. Or a part of your body was thick like a Barracuda, oh. which is true. Also, <laughs> Jay. But Jay... Oh, that's like already... I mean, it's already... It's already going. Making coffee make with... Great, uh, great Barracuda. Uh, right. Great Barracuda. So, um... Will they be the directors that Marvel keeps investing in? We have a second topic to get into, but first topic is them just going over Daredevil stuff. What's the topic to discuss here, fellas? How do we feel about that? I think it's really smart of them to double down on creators that they've had, not just critically, but also sure. the fan uh, yes. feedback from. To me, and this could just be, I mean, as the full disclosure you gave, I'm just happy for my dudes. Yeah. I'm hoping they become 
the Russo brothers for this next wave. I hope that they become the go-to guys. It's interesting too, because if we're talking about projects that were divisive or not as universally beloved, you guys, we're talking about Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Quantumania. She wrote Quantumania, She-Hulk, sure. But also Moon Knight, which I really love Moon Knight. Mm -hmm. And I know people didn't dig Moon Knight to the levels of everything else. I think it had the WandaVision problem though, because I think people were really on board until the sixth episode. I think that, I think Moon Knight had a lot going on. I think to me, people were too stuck on who Moon Knight is. People were Googling Moon Knight and was like, oh, He's Batman almost. For, mm. for me, and this is not a, a knock on the directors or the writers of the show, because I think that they all did a fantastic job, and especially the cast. I really adored Moon Knight's performances, but I think for me the biggest problem was that, and this wasn't my problem, was that the show started with Stephen Grant and mm. then introduced Mark Spector. So I think yes. the were like, who will, who's, the guy, who's the main guy? Yeah. And I think it's, that's a fun exercise for writers, but I'm like, but Mark Spector is the main sort of guy. He's and the number yeah, he's primary. It, it made people, I think it was difficult. But anyway, uh, Benson and Moorhead, they're coming from Moon Knight into Loki season two, into Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And you were saying it's great that Marvel is committing to... Yeah, I think know. it's smart to look at yeah. you know how much people revere Loki. I think Loki is, yeah. is the first thing in a bit. I, I think Guardians had this weird thing where it was like an asterisk because it felt like the end of phase one through three again. It was like, mm. okay, Endgame it obviously concludes the whole thing, but then Guardians was like, well, we've, we've known these guys. Whereas I think that Loki kind of represents the phase four, five, like it's the potential. first show New that potential. everyone loved. Yeah. The yeah, first yeah, season yeah. two mm-hmm. is the first sequel season. So I think that Loki is, is the reverence is making them go like, okay, these are our guys. Plus the fact that they're a writing, directing duo, they bring a yes. lot to the table yeah. because yes. they do, their movies are incredible and so dense and they know how to make so much out of a very small budget. I think so, that yeah. the visuals we got in Loki are astronomical for what they cost compared yeah. to like, you know, your end games. We got mm-hmm. six hours of these stunning visuals. And I think that these guys make very low to mid budget, high quality that would, I mean, I can't even imagine what they do at $200 million for a movie. Sure. But you got to also tone it down when we're talking Daredevil, right? Yeah. Because Daredevil, Daredevil yep. is full street level. Yeah. Yep. And it's almost Hawkeye minus the loving family Christmas tone. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly what, that's mm-hmm. actually what it is. Mm-hmm. But so now you have to tone this down so much. Mm-hmm. Loki has the mystique of the TVA, the magic mm-hmm. with Loki, the sci-fi, and so, the sci-fi element. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have that. So now you have to be, for all intents and purposes, very straight laced. But even with even with the introduction of like CG effects, which the Netflix show didn't really have, the way we saw Daredevil jumping around in She-Hulk. Yeah. Even with enough. that, it's very comic booky. But I think Jay, you're right when you're saying like Daredevil is a sort of very grounded project. Mm-hmm. Going back to Benson and Moorhead, they're looking at all the Daredevil stuff. You were mentioning a comic book character Barracuda. I mean, how do you guys feel about them looking at Daredevil across the board and picking and choosing? And you know, do you have any thoughts? Do you have any opinions of what they should? Because I want to bring this up. When I had a chance to do press for Moon Knight, when I interviewed those lovely gentlemen, we were talking comics, and they said their favorite Moon Knight run was the Jeff Lemire, Greg Smallwood yeah. Moon Knight mm-hmm. comic. And I was like, I agree with you guys. That's my favorite. It's so my they, favorite too, yeah. So it makes me very excited as a comic book fan that they maybe on the same page in terms of like our sensibilities with the Moon Knight character and I'm hoping that you know they may be on the same page with sensibilities with the Daredevil character which for me doesn't necessarily mean just do the Netflix tone again right yeah I'm glad they're saying a whole you know stew like they're not looking at it being a season four because that would be a different thing entirely they're looking at the art of Daredevil and I think Moon Knight mixed with Loki does fit kind of the insane scope of what a street level character can be because Moon Knight you know obviously is darker it's a marvel night just like daredevil is but i also think if you look at their movies they do really great handheld practical 
Like they they yeah. like yes, to they use like to be the right up in there. Yeah, and, and so their effects I, in Moon Knight were really dope too. Right, yeah, dude. The the chain, the way the suits would come on and all that. I, I love it. And the Loki two... transitioning from Loki into the mythic Loki and that one walk shot. Yeah, awesome. And then that silent three minutes that was just magic storytelling. I think Daredevil, if you give it the chance, can have those elements without mm -hmm. sacrificing the character, but also mm -hmm. ground him even more. But do you think now? Let's I'm gonna take it to the fan bases because mm -hmm. we always have to take this into consideration. Let's unfortunately, do that. now. And I know y'all like. What do you mean? Unfortunately. <laughs> what what else are the fans going to want? Are they going to want Daredevil Netflix? Yeah. Are they going to want yeah. Daredevil somewhat She-Hulk? I are think Mark Wade Daredevil was what She-Hulk brought. And I yeah, think Mark Wade Daredevil was what the first show was going to be, the one that got scrapped millions of dollars in. Yeah. And I think now they're going to be looking more at, hey, we made Echo TVMA. It's not out yet. We don't right. know how critical reception is going to be. But the reaction to the trailer is way bigger than anything I've seen from a trailer in a while. I'm surprised because yes, we're expecting yes, evolution. So evolution. I would say, like, let's look at the show reaction to like that baby coming out. But but it's it's tricky because that reaction to Echo. I'm not surprised that it was a really positive reaction. It's a violent sort of gritty trailer, and who are going to take the time, journey over to their computer or phone, and say this looks awesome? But comic book nerd men, right? That like yeah. that, that are more geared towards that kind of thing. Again, going back to that doesn't necessarily mean what works for this character or idea is going to be the approach that they should do for everything. So I would say they're in a really tricky spot. I don't know what this first show, the Daredevil Reborn, Daredevil Born Again, was going to be. You said you feel like it's the Mark Wade tone. I feel like it was going then, to be. was going to, but then Marvel Studios got nervous and took it well, back. Look at, like, the She-Hulk Daredevil is very Mark Wade. Like that, yeah, that, that absolutely. Is, yes, it and, is. And I think that was the original direction a lot of people kicked back from that. And I do think there's a vocal minority that causes a lot of that. Vo I agree. A but I also minority. think Marvel's looking at that because of how much they're looking at the need for a critical response as well as their Rotten Tomato scores, as well as who's sure. tuning in. I think they're they're shifting. So do you think, he, so this is a real question to ask, does he keep the costume? Oh, absolutely. Which, I think wait, we see which, him transition from mean? yellow which to the, the red and yellow that he had in oh, no, 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 I think, I mean, I don't know if this has already been explored on you rock stars. I don't mean to be redundant, but like, does he have a different costume in Echo already? I just he assumed has, he was in a dark red almost. Right. Um, oh, what's in it Echo, called? right? Yeah, in so Echo. I just yeah. assumed that the yellow suit was going to be sort of a one-time thing of like their Marvel I'm Studios for the, for the for the first time. Yeah. We're having fun with when we reintroduce the Daredevil costume. It's going to be the yellow one as a throwback, but this is just for that She-Hulk appearance. Gotcha. We're moving him into the red and okay. Echo. We're moving him into maybe the black suit in Born Again yeah. or other variations of the Daredevil. But I think we're moving away from the okay. yellow end. Okay. And, and I, but the other thing I think makes me think they're going to go dark is Blade getting an R-rated announcement. Okay. Deadpool getting an R-rated confirmation for the last two years and everybody seems to think it's always news. And yeah. then like going forward, I do think street level needs to be not always dark, but the characters that are dark should get to stay dark. I think Daredevil is more in common with Punisher than he does with She-Hulk in, in the narrative that I think they're going to take. I, think, I mean, you might be right, but I, I am worried. I mean, we're having this conversation of like, are they looking to the fans and which fans are the sort of most vocal online and I worry because but again, that, that vocal fan base is not oh, it's not right that's off. what I'm saying and so because of how successful and beloved the Netflix show and tone was right I worry that it might hamper Marvel Studios and give them a little but I fear. think Daredevil is better suited to TV darker than light Personally, because well, I mean, again, Charlie Cox is playing him. It's not a new. Yeah, yeah, Charlie's playing that same. Identifying with but that man. Charlie's also like this lovely, sweet guy, and he can do the more lighthearted stuff. And I'm not saying that I want a complete tonal shift, but I'm saying that 
I, I'm hoping that the Daredevil Born Again show can have a tonality that it can allow for, for example, She-Hulk to come in and guest appear in one episode. I don't mm -hmm. want that the tone of that show to be She-Hulk Attorney at Law. That's sure. She-Hulk. Hey, I'm trying to stop these people, but I got to go bone a green show. Absolutely. There needs to be <laughs> room for that. I'm which I'm basically <laughs> saying, and this is an impossible task, to take like 50 years of Daredevil comics, condense it into yeah. a TV show, and allow for all the various tones that Daredevil has been able to explore. But just That's like the tough. comics Mark Wade's run is loved by people that love it, and the people Absolutely. that don't love it don't touch it. I, and I think that right. looking at the shows, I, I would rather have a Marvel Knights that allows for Moon Knight, Punisher, Daredevil, uh, those characters to then, coexist. And to allow to for have a sort of a, a Mark Wade style tone that allows for like Spider Man and Howard the Duck. That's what I, I, I think. I don't think, think Spider Man. That's the thing that's the issue. Spider Man is him coming in. That's the but biggest Spider Man one. coming into the darkness. He's always like, whoa, Hornhead's a lot. Like that's, I feel yeah, like I feel like Spider Man needs to be a little like this guy's a bit much, but still love him and they still have banter. Absolutely. I feel like if we go too much towards Mark Wade, then he's just Spider Man. Because and there people are going to bring up, well, no you way. Mean, then Daredevil we'll, is Then Daredevil Spider becomes Spider-Man. I got you. I you know yes. I mean? So yeah, I, I feel sure. like you need to keep the character on the darker side just yeah. because of the array. What a, like, tough, what a tough challenge. I think it's even tougher for them to get this Daredevil thing right than, frankly, the, the, the pressure for them to get Blade right. It's a reintroduction. Because Blade feels like it's a, it's a slam dunk no-brainer. Well, no, that's not true. I think it's a reintroduction as well. Well, what I mean by that is Blade, I think, has... Um, <laughs> There's a lot of pressure because of the Wesley Snipes of it all. Yes. But it's also like, yeah, but anytime Blade has really hit in the comics, it's also been because of this Wesley Snipes Blade love. And yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm like, that's Blade's lane, which is a great lane. Daredevil, he's, he's more varied, exactly. but okay. the success of the Netflix. Like yeah, it's hovers over. It's like, hovers, oh, yeah. Dang. But I, but I think yeah. while you have y'all not gonna disrespect Ben Affleck's Daredevil. <laughs> I think while, my point is the visual. Like while we have Charlie Cox, I think the association of darker is mm -hmm. more linear. Just like yeah. I think variants are very tricky. If you reintroduce a character that's dead, yeah. yes, I know it's a variant intellectually. But if I see right, Robert Downey Jr., my brain's going like, "That's my Planet Earth, Robert Downey Jr." Like that's gonna um, be hard. So I think we've pretty much covered everything, but we can briefly go into this mm. last topic. Taika Waititi, now this is, I, I don't like the way this is framed either, okay? This, I'm going to read what's in the script, Evan. Taika Waititi confirmed he won't be directing Thor 5. Thank you for this addition, if it were to happen. So what this reporting was is somebody was talking to Taika about his new film that he's promoting. Yep, soccer one. The soccer Next film. goal wins. Next goal wins, which looks delightful. I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, and of course, inevitably, because he's associated with Marvel, they asked him about Marvel. Mm -hmm. And he just said, I don't know what they're doing but I'm booked up for the next five or six years. If they're doing Thor in that time, and I would imagine they might want to because it's Thor, um, it may go to somebody else. And then he goes, but that's fine. I, don't, I wouldn't feel like I'm being cheated on. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I wish them the best. And, and people were bringing up what he said earlier when he was promoting Love and Thunder is he said he would want to come back and do Thor 5 if it was Hemsworth. Mm. He just loves working with Chris. They're buddies, and that all makes sense. So to me, this reporting is Taika hasn't been told or doesn't know or maybe he's trying to be very diplomatic about right. it and he does know. But as far as he's saying, there's no Thor on the books in the next five or six does years. Does there need to be? No, I don't think so. That's the thing. I, I think, think so. I think we're so stuck on thinking like all these characters, look, we have another Black Widow. Sure. Remember, we got an Ironheart still to come. Right. We got an Ironheart. Yeah. We've got another, we have another Loki technically in Sylvie. And, and, then, and what was the distance of time between Captain Marvel and the Marvels, Coy? How many years was that? How many years between Guardians Five. 2 and 3? How yep. many between 2 and 3? I think 4. 4. Think, wait, 17 to 23? Wasn't oh, that's that 6. That's 6. 17, you're right. It was that 17. was 2017. So it's yeah. like, it, it, this, I think we're, we, you're right. We're always thinking like, well, when are they going to put the I, sequel into production? I think the issue production? with Thor is I think that the brass, that isn't the creatives, but the suits. The non-creative suits mm, are looking yeah. at, 
we need the OGs because that's what sells. I think they're just looking at name recognition. Mm. And I think they're getting the wrong messages, just like Barbie well, did. I think Barbie yeah. I agree that everyone's like, but, what if we do toy movies? But I don't know, make good movies. I also think if we're just talking Barbie's about day. creatively at the end of Love and Thunder, I think you could leave it there. Yes. But I think also, creatively, I think you could also do a sequel story to that that I think could be compelling and good. Hemsworth's Thor now has a daughter, mm. played by his real-life Thor, which I think is adorable. His real-life daughter. daughter. His real-life real Thor. Thor, which is adorable. Um, so I think that, and then plus there were teases with like, you know, Russell Crowe sending off uh, 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 Brett, Hercules. Oh, yeah, Brett Wilson. To hunt down, and it's like, that could Which, by be the way, Brett movie. is an amazing stand-up comic. I'm gonna He's say hilarious. This. I've done so many shows with Brett now. Brett that's actually one of them. They've introduced 70 characters. He's one of the ones I'm like, where's Hercules? Like, and that's one of the only ones but, I like that way. But that could also Arrows, be, you got Harry Styles. But, but going back to Hercules, could could be picked up in an Avengers movie. But yeah. I'm saying it could also be sort of its own... Brett Goldstein versus Chris Hemsworth. Like, that's a movie, Sign potentially. A movie, potentially. Yeah. So, my standing is, because I did enjoy Love and Thunder, but I didn't lo love it as much as Ragnarok, that's fine. I know people, again, this is divisive. I would want Taika to return only if a creative or money cruncher at Marvel Studios is going, we're going to do Thor 5, here's the creative direction. Mm. Chris, Taika, would you be interested? And sure. if they're both are like, yeah, this sounds great, and there's a great script involved, I'm gonna wish them all the best. But if they go, we need to have Thor and it needs to be this, and Taika's not into it, of course, don't no, force him yeah. to do it. Yeah. But I'm also not of the mind of, get anybody but Taika to do it. That, I think, is foolish. It just all depends on what the project is. I've always felt this way, even when it came to James Gunn with Guardians. Remember yeah. when he was originally off of it, and everybody was like, well, get it, give it to Taika. And then, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's they waited for James they Gunn. They waited for James yeah. Gunn, because they know, when you know this character so well, when yeah. you know this story arc so well, that director is so invested to yeah. making sure it goes the way it goes. Again, we talked about Love and Thunder, and like you said, for some, I had fun with it because those goats are the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but <laughs> the goats are the greatest thing ever. But when you have it where, again, the, the, the actor is given more control than the director, mm. you have a bit of an issue that happens. Mm. But that director knows what he wants to do with that story. And, and Hemsworth has said if he was going to do a Thor 5, that he wanted to be different, that he'd want it to be challenging, that he wouldn't want it to be the same stale yeah. thing. So whatever the well, tone was, he got, out of, he got it out of his system. Right, he got that out of his. He system. got it out of like, system with Love and Thunder. You know? I also think if you look at now that we've had some time, if you look at for me, Love and Thunder, Quantumania, and my issues with the Marvels all come down to it feeling like it was made by committee. Mm. I want whoever they hire, whatever director, to get to have a creative vision that completes the thing because right. we know Taika had right. a darker run where there was actual god butchering. That would have been nice to see. Yeah, I want to know, see them get murdered. You know, there was there was storylines that we never got to see and I feel like there was a lot of that with Quantumania I feel personally like there was a lot of that with the Marvels mm -hmm. I don't feel like Nia DaCosta's directing got to shine as much because of it was like Chit -chit -chit, when there was these beautiful sweeping shots it got chopped to hell mm -hmm. in my opinion mm -hmm. but I would so you love you at least want a Thor 5 to feel like I want oh, a director's vision script, like James right. Gunn gets that freedom to do yeah. like they let uh, Peyton Reed's first aim and I thought they yeah. let like there's certain things that Marvel was I feel like more open to in the beginning and I think that if they're going to look at like Justin and Aaron with Loki yeah. that didn't have initial photography because they trusted that vision if they it's, if they saw pre-production like this is what we want yeah. that's what we need back is like let's it's so funny because I know that Zach Stentz who wrote on the first Thor movie was like we pitched the goats for the first Thor and the Marvel people were like this is too crazy so he was like, look where we've come. Look, look, at, look, at, yeah. look at how open, I guess, they are to stuff, but you're right. And also, when you, say, when you say additional photography, too, also when it comes to Loki, yeah. I, want, I want to make sure we clarify one thing. You've trusted this story already, mm -hmm. right? right? It had a season one. Had really. a season one. Yeah. And also, it's on Disney+. Plus. Mm. But it's still $200 million. It's on That's Disney. True. The money That's is true. already there, though. 
You got to yeah. remember this. That yeah. money is already that, there. That, that, that project doesn't have the pressure. It doesn't have the pressure to make make money. money in the box office. Whereas the box yeah, office has the point. pressure on it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you know what has to happen for Disney Plus? You have to have your auto bill paid to repay it up for your subscription. <laughs> yeah, but like seven <laughs> people sharing a $6 subscriber right. is not going to make the right. money in the box yeah. office. Yeah. But yeah. do you know how many people in the world have those different tiered accounts now? Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, well, I think it's more about lying about, like, back end. I, I think Disney Plus just says, like, oh, oh it's five million. Yeah, bro, it's every, yeah. every single streamer. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying, like, that does allow for some creative accounting. Like, those oh, yeah, absolutely. Get, get paid for the first but year. I just think, I, right. no, I agree with you, but I'm just saying, I think when we bring up the, the, the budget, mm. when we're talking about the Disney Plus shows, mm -hmm. it, there's not as much pressure. Mm -hmm. it, you want it to perform, absolutely. You want the numbers to go in. You want the viewership. That's why they're telling us, yeah, 11 million people viewed the finale. Right. Mm -hmm. You want these things to happen. There's not as much pressure, though, but when it comes to a box office movie, you are trying to recoup that, and you're not recouping that just for yourself as a studio. Mm -hmm. You're recouping it for your financiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're recouping it for your stockholders. It is not about the talent either. So it's a little bit of different in those, and I'm sorry, that's where my business degree kicks in. Oh, Jay's got a business degree, too? Get him in the MCU. He'd make a great Barracuda. He could help with the business of how to market <laughs> Daredevil born again. Yes. He knows what to do on the back end, on the front end. And I'm a street gentlemen. dude, so I can tell you how to hustle. That's <laughs> right. Uh, well, I guess that's it for us today, everybody. Make sure to subscribe to the Breakroom channel on YouTube. You're not going to find a better YouTube channel in the world. Give us a follow on Twitch where we do these videos live. Hey, everybody, let's go ahead and plug your socials. Jay, you're now uh, 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 on television screens. Where can people see you? <laughs> I'm probably on your TV screen right now right in this now. four imprint commercial. Uh, <laughs> check that out. That thing's been airing like crazy. I just wish I got paid like crazy. But also check me out in HBO Max's Rap Shit Season 2, Episode 2. I'm there. But also you can check me out on different comedy stages around Los Angeles and around the country. I'm coming to 2024. I'm going a whole bunch of places. Mr. Jay Washington, M-R-J-A-Y. You should know how to spell Washington and the Black Boy Content Club podcast. Coy Jandro has been killing it. He just hosted the uh, yes, American yeah. Western movie premiere for Godzilla Minus One. It's incredible, man. Minus One is so special. Can't so, wait. Yeah, Coy, just, what's ne next on the docket for you? Uh, I've got a bunch of cons coming next year, so I'm going to be traveling all over the place, too. Great. You can find me on those stages, not slinging jokes, but slinging questions. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a, I'm doing a mega con in February out in Florida. Nice. You'll probably see you there. Any confirmed guests yet? Not or yet. Not I, think, yet? I, think, I think now that the strike's over, it's going to be Oh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. So, uh, very nice. I'll, I'll be out there, but I'll be in a bunch of places next year. I'm really excited for cons next year now that conversations with The Office won't be about that workplace comedy, and I can say The Office. Uh, so you'll find me everywhere, and at Koi Jondro, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, far too much on Twitter, and uh, at comic stores. I'm going to try to actually go to local comic stores at every con I go to, nice. so I'm going to announce which ones we're going to and get local recs, because I want to hit more like local comic yeah, shops. Nice. And you can be following Koi and be caught up on all of his traveling, so you can come up to me like, Eternals in the different universe? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Have that conversation with Koi. I love it. All right. Thank you guys so much. And now we're going to toss to Evan for Break Room and Live Show Plug. Evan. Evan, take it away. Follow us at Break Room NR on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter slash X. And uh, yeah, check out tickets for the live show. Link in the description this Thursday in Los Angeles. But ladies and gentlemen, that's it, y'all. We out of here, Twitch. We will <laughs> holler at y'all next time. Let us get us. Thanks for listening. You can check out our Break Room live streams at Break Room NR on Twitch at 3 p.m. Pacific. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. You can find us at Break Room NR on Instagram and X. Thanks for listening. Later, Gators.